Welcome to Focused on Franchising, a podcast series written for anyone who has a hankering to one day be their own boss. We are Right at Home UK, a franchise network of more than 60 businesses whose care and companionship services help people live independently in their own homes. And we want to spread the word that franchising offers a fantastic way to reduce the risks of starting your own business. We support our franchise owners to build successful, profitable businesses. And we want to use this series to bust some of the myths around franchising. So, sit back, relax and listen to how franchising can be used to turn your dreams into a reality. Welcome to the second episode in our podcast series focused on franchising. Today we're looking at some of the key differences between having a job and running your own business. And we're hopefully going to get you thinking about some of the really important considerations around working for yourself, either independently or with a franchise. I'm joined by two people who between them have a huge amount of expertise in this area. Right at Home's Chief Operating Officer, Ken Deary, experienced the transition from employee to employer himself when he left a successful corporate career to set up his first McDonald's franchise back in 1994. And Right at Home's Chief Operating Officer, Lucy Campbell, has supported dozens of people to make the leap into franchising in her former role as CEO of the social enterprise operation, Franchising Works. Thank you both for joining me and for contributing to today's podcast. Ken, maybe you could start by telling us what about uh, some of the impact around gaining control of your destiny, because this is this is quite a big one for a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah, I think mo- most people who are um, in work, well, not not most, because I'm at some fair. I think uh, there is a minority probably that would like to work for themselves, um, but. People don't always understand the responsibility that comes with working for yourself and the pressure, because the pressure is totally different. You know, you are responsible for all your staff. You are responsible for the decisions in in the business, whether they're right or wrong. And franchising can really help with that. You know, what, what we do see is people who go in as independents, 90% of them don't last five years, whereas those who come in as a franchise, 90% of them go past the five-year mark and are, you know, reasonably or very successful. The one thing people don't quite get often when I talk to them um, coming into franchising, they think the franchisee is going to do everything for them. Well, it isn't like that, you know. The franchisee, franchisor, sorry, the franchisor, um, when when I said the franchisor will do everything for them, um, that isn't the case. You know, the franchisee is running the business day to day, and the franchisor provides the system, the advice, and all the network stuff around it. But the franchisor can't be there day to day to run the business. So, you know, you have to work hard at these things. Yeah, and I suppose it's recognising if you're going to feel comfortable with that balance of wanting the autonomy to implement your own decisions within the business and having that to an extent, this is very much your business to succeed or fail with, but you've got to be able to proactively work within a system, haven't you? Absolutely. 
Um, so we talk an awful lot about the culture of the business at Right at Home, and it is—it's a real opportunity to shape the culture within your business, isn't it? When you when you start up your own franchise, and I guess that can be, you know, for a lot of people, that's that's very appealing as well. It's putting an end to potentially to negative office politics that they might be working in, um, and having that greater chance to control the atmosphere in and the team around them. I mean, I, I think a culture can really make or break a business. I think one of the challenges for any franchisor is to create a culture and then replicate that throughout your whole entire system. Um, it's by no means an easy task. Um, but I do believe that's something that we've been very, very successful with at Right at Home. Um, most people would say culture starts... Um, with the leadership team and certainly the culture that Ken set for Right at Home is absolutely mirrored um, throughout every level of our franchise system. Um, anybody that comes um, to a Right at Home gathering or to a conference always compliments that the one thing that sets us aside from a lot of the competition is the unique sense of togetherness and the really special culture that we've managed to establish but you've got to make sure that starts with your franchisee recruitment. And what I mean by that is making sure that you only ever onboard people that are absolutely right for your system, people that believe in your values. And by doing that, you've got much greater chance of replicating that culture. That's an important point because the franchisees have to then, they're running their own business, they have to have a great culture within their business too. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the things I think drives a lot of people to think about uh, moving out of employment and into uh, self-employment is the feel that taking control will reduce their stress and frustration because they think they can do things better than their employer and they can, uh, that, that it's going to generally lead to a bit of an easier life. What, what's your response to, uh, I, to that, Ashley? I don't think that's uh, the, the case. Personally, um, early on, um, people have to be realistic that uh, when they start a new business, it will bring new stresses. Um, you know, you, you've got uh, responsibility for, all, as I said earlier, all your employees. You've got responsibility to make the business work. You've got to handle all your cash flow, um, HR issues, although there will be support from your um, franchise or early on it can be even more stressful than actually uh, yeah. <laughs> being in employment um, longer term as you get the right team behind you it gets a lot easier and it um, potentially you know then you start to reap the benefits of um, self-employment but normally that, that doesn't start really hitting home in franchising till about year four or five yeah. and certainly if you were uh, independent that might never hit home <laughs> or it may it may be uh, you know many of my friends and people I know who have been in business really only reap the success as independence when they got to about year 10 or 15 so you've got to be in it for the long haul, definitely, yes. in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's certainly one of the things that I get, I hear back from franchisees who've, after they've gone through the franchise recruitment process and into their first couple of years, and they say, it doesn't matter how many times you warned us on the way through of how tough it was going to be, nothing actually prepares you for, for the, some of that, that, that challenge of 
keeping all those plates spinning at once, there's a lot to do. I think having, you know, been in business um, and franchising a couple of times, I think if you're going into it for an easier life, I don't think you're doing the right thing. But if you're going in there because you want to run your own business, you want to run a successful business, yes, fine. Yeah. What, are, what have you found some of the things that people have found challenging as they're moving into this transition, Lucy? Well, I think um, not so much in right at home, but certainly from my experience and previous roles in franchising, quite often people think that they're buying themselves a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very much not the case. I mean, as um, as Ken's just alluded to, um, the the burden and the immense sense of responsibility that comes with self-employment is just often something that people aren't prepared for coming from employment you know payday is usually the highlight of the month and certainly in self-employment it's quite the opposite and you know with franchisees early on and cash flow and that responsibility of making sure that you're paying other people's wages is often um, often an immense responsibility and what it certainly comes with is actually having to make difficult decisions and I think when you're navigating the early stages of self-employment it can sometimes be quite daunting and fortunately in franchising you do have a support team there to help guide you through those difficult decisions whereas if you were to go independent you wouldn't have that sounding board yeah yeah I think there's um two two key things that for me is um franchisees who come in and think you know life is just going to be easy it's just going to work tend to get it wrong um, and um, the the second thing is that they think I oh, would be a lot less pressure than working mm. get it wrong and I add, add a third thing um, often they think they've been in high powered jobs that they, they you know got all this responsibility I've not mm. seen one person that hasn't then come into self-employment running their own business that hasn't found it a different level and much higher sense of responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely and I mean I think it's the the wearing of multiple hats as well you know quite often they've had a PA, someone to do the marketing, somebody to do their finance, yeah. the list goes on and suddenly it's all on them to There's do nobody all to of delegate to. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know turning that around on the positives, people who've come in prepared mentally for this I've had the right attitude. Wow, some of the results you get are fantastic. Absolutely. And I guess the point we should make is obviously coming into a franchise network is a very different proposition to starting up as an independent. And it is isolating being the boss of your own business. It can be lonely when you're there making those decisions by yourself. But obviously, one of the uh, the phrases that gets bandied around franchising is that you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And the peer support and the professional support around you can be crucial in those early years, can't it? Well, I, th- I think it's a key because... I, if I'm totally honest, I think a number of our franchisees may well have packed it in or failed in the first um, couple of years and they've gone on to be really successful if they hadn't have had all the backup, the mm. the support, uh, the mental support behind them. It's just been crucial to keep them going in the early times when yeah. they could easily have walked away. And that's what happens with a lot of these uh, independence that don't last five years they just can't take it I think definitely because they've got they've got others around them who have been through exactly the same challenges 
And sometimes it is just a case of speaking to a few of those franchisees and of course Ken, who's been in business for a long time, to just say, no, it is tough and we've been through these challenges, but there is light at the end of the tunnel, just stick with it. And it's often those conversations that just provide that shift in mindset to refocus them and help them through those challenging times. I think um, Ken's absolutely right. I've had several conversations with owners who have categorically said if it wasn't for the support of the franchise, they'd have closed shop early on. Mm. Just highlights the importance of communication in the relationship between franchisor and franchisee and within the franchisee mm. network. And well, being supportive, Kate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, let's. So we've touched upon this, but um, obviously work-life balance is... Um, you know, one of the, the other key triggers that get people thinking about their life choices and about the decisions that they're going to make with regard to business. Um, and we've touched on how, how difficult it is in the early years. Normally in the right-at-home system, your expectation is that that, that work-life balance will come, providing the model is followed, yeah? And mm. Yeah, I mean, we... We, we have owners that often obviously have different sorts of ambitions in ter- terms of work-life balance. And what we would look to do is be quite proactive in the planning around that. So, you know, right from, you know, the early stage when they're on board with us, we start to talk to them about, you know, what are your long-term ambitions? What would you like to do when you've been in the business for five years? What would you like to do when you've been in the business for 10 years? And talk to them about how they prepare to build the infrastructure into their business that is going to afford them that sort of lifestyle. Now, you know, sometimes various different challenges come, which might mean that they might not reach those goals as soon as they want. Sometimes the business might absolutely accelerate and they can find themselves in that place sooner rather than later. Um, But what we do have is a solid system and process whereby it can absolutely afford them that work-life balance, but it's not going to come overnight. But work-life balance is a lot of things. I mean, I could give so many just factual uh, examples, but for for myself, you know, um, when I was working for a a great company, you know, an FTSE top 30 company, it was a great job, but, you know, I was travelling all around the world and um, it... You know, that, that's great early on, but this comes a point when you, you know, are living out of a suitcase, uh, going to Manhattan, you're dreading it rather than going, you know, <laughs> enjoying it. Um, and, um, you know, you want to change that. So, you know, McDonald's was my first um, franchise and I'd never worked so hard in my life as when I got the, my first uh, McDonald's, but... I was only five minutes away from yeah. where I lived and, you know, I wasn't away for long times and although you would be working long hours getting your business going, you could get home. You, you have know, that you extra flexibility, so, don't you? Yeah. You know, if you occasionally wanted to pick up your, your kids or something, you could do it, you know, so there's, you've got to look at the big picture and yeah. there's a lot more flexibility with being um, your, your own um, boss. Yeah, mm. Absolutely. Did you find it difficult to switch off in the early days, Ken? Do you still find it difficult to switch off now? <laughs> um, do I look so or so find it difficult to switch off? You know, no, I mean, but... my, I have a great social life. Uh, me and my wife play golf. I go to the gym. Yeah. Um, go and watch football. But tell you what, with Lucy in the first in, I'm usually the last out. 
Yeah. So, you know, but I get balance. I just... thing is, Kate, when you love what you do, this isn't a job. Yeah. This is just l- loving what you do, so it doesn't even feel like work. Yeah, but I think it is, it's important for yeah. the guys in the early stages to give themselves that, you know, to, to, to make sure that they do have that relaxation yeah. time and that it doesn't uh, dominate every second of their waking life. No, and I think, tough it, mentally you know, early on when I, in McDonald's, I probably um, put all my time into McDonald's to get it to a success. But, you know, that within two years, you'd started to reap that benefit mm. and that gave you a lot more time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, really put everything into it. Same here when we started right home, you know, I absolutely put everything be, behind it, but I knew I could turn the whole thing around within a couple of years. Absolutely. And I guess that, that kind of leads us on to one of the next points that um, generally are a big factor for people looking at coming into business by themselves, which is the opportunity to control your own earnings, to reap what you put, you know, the rewards of what you put in, and to know that the hours that you are putting in, the blood, sweat and tears, is, for, is directly going to be for your benefit and for those, uh, the, the, for your loved ones. So, but, you know, it is key that people know that maybe early on your earnings may be less. And I knew that when I went into uh, the sort of McDonald's environment and you um, here sat, setting up um, right at home in the UK, your earnings will probably be less early on but you know you're looking at long term yeah mm. absolutely yes that's it your salary is the last one to come out of the pot of the, yeah. the business yeah. owner isn't it yeah. yeah yeah so uh, and i guess it's also you know you need to remember that you won't get other um benefits such as sick pay holiday pay those kind of things but you'll you'll be the one paying those out to the people that you employ so these but look at it positively too is um once a business is successful you know, when you're you're on holiday or something, they're still earning money for you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's it, and it has. You know, we've we've seen right at home be quite life changing for a number of our franchises. And uh, um, mm. I mean, the, the the nothing makes me feel better or prouder when I see you know our franchisees say to me they can they've always wanted to send the kids to private school and they've been able to do it. You know and or they've always wanted a house in this area and they've been able to do that. You know, that makes me feel, wow, and yeah. this is great. Mm-hmm. You know, just seeing them guys being successful is everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard you talk quite a lot about how when you first set up Bright at Home, whereas in McDonald's you went in and you turned around restaurants that were uh, not doing so well, a big driver for you with Right at Home was to build something from the ground up, wasn't it? And I, I guess is. Uh, um, that's also a real, op- you know, that, that's something that drives quite a lot of people. Oh, well, the, the satisfaction of our franchisees, that, you know, when they go in, they haven't got a client, uh, they haven't got a staff member, and they build that into, you know, significant businesses. There's, there's no better feeling mm. for our franchisees, and, you know, the pride of that is fantastic. And, you know, at the other end, they've also got a business that can sell. Yeah, yeah, You know, absolutely. they've made that a success. They've got a, a successful business that they can sell. Yeah, absolutely. I know, the, uh, and, and, and that's really, people talk about the, uh, the franchise support being very heavily stacked in the early years of the, uh, the franchise agreement, but at Right at Home we very much see it as a, uh, a, a, cyclic, uh, a cycle of supporting the franchisees up to the point where 
they are thinking about their their long-term exit strategies or whether they want this business mm. to keep earning for them or whether they are going to realize an asset and sell it for the yeah. best possible thing i mean absolutely i mean you know it's 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 common knowledge you know obviously fran- franchisees are are paying to be in a franchise system and we put a huge amount of importance on making sure that they get value for money at every stage of their journey um, you know, obviously, the better they are doing, the more that they're contributing to the system. Um, and we need to make sure that, you know, those established franchise owners who don't need as much holding, hand-holding, should we say, are still getting support in other ways. So, you know, Ken, I and the National Office team are always thinking of creative ways to bring um, to bring more benefits to the established mm. owners as well as those at the earlier stages. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've been in uh, franchising with McDonald's and now right at home, I defy any positive franchisee to say that they are being developed all the time with the latest thinking, the latest ideas, you know, latest business knowledge. And, you know, guys who listen and embrace that are, are developing all the time. Yeah. And I've seen guys who, you know, had a, some... Outline business knowledge from the previous uh, jobs, develop into really good business people over the years, and they, they you know, they, they take a lot of pride out of that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we do too. Absolutely. Okay, so if we start to sort of summarise, then I guess what are some of the key considerations, Lucy? I think for people to questions to ask themselves if they are looking at coming into a franchise business. I think they need to come in with an, op- an open mind and be prepared to to learn, to embrace the proven systems and processes. You know, it's quite common knowledge in franchising that those who aren't prepared to stick to the proven model and follow the processes and take advice from the franchise or are not as likely to succeed. So that's really important. And often part of that involves pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, you know, if you are just going to radiate to the spaces and places that you've always felt most comfortable, you're never really going to achieve anything fantastic. So if you're comfortable behind a computer, then you need to push yourself out into the community and start building the business. If perhaps, you know, analysing your business performance and keeping a close eye on finances isn't your comfort zone, then you need to stretch yourself in those areas. Um, But what there is always is the support and the guidance to help you to do that. But as the saying goes, we can take a horse to water, but we can't make him drink it. Absolutely. But but one of the things we do put a lot of focus on in our evaluation process is understanding where that individual's strengths are, where their comfort zones are, and where they are going to need um, a, a little bit of support and guidance to help yeah. them build up confidence in those areas mm. that are, are less familiar to them. Yeah. And that openness and transparency is so important and to really, you know, set that understanding from the beginning that we are, you know, it is our job to stretch them yeah. um, so that they can get the very best potential out themselves and indeed the business. Yeah. So a lot of what we've talked about today seems really that uh, um, we, we keep coming back to mindset. And I think it's fair to say that in franchising, a, you know, one of the beautiful things about franchising is that age and professional background need not be any barrier whatsoever to you moving into a completely new sector and doing something that you've either that you've always wanted to do or something new that you've realized that actually would really, really uh, um, motivate and inspire you and that you'd enjoy. But 
you've got to uh, you know it's it's coming into it with the with a strong mind frame and the uh, an awareness of uh, of, the, of the the challenges and the opportunities i think you you know you've got to have some basic business skills yeah because if you haven't got basic business skills it's going to be difficult to pick that up in the first couple of years so we we you know we look for basic business skills then we've got to look at mindset because you know Whatever business anyone's ever been in, there's going to be challenges as well as ups. And it's those who can go through the challenges and make make it work and not just sort of cave in as soon as there's a challenge because we will help you over those challenges, but you've got to be have the mindset to continue on. Um, a third thing is you've got to have an empathy with this business because having an empathy... Mm. With this business and looking after, you know, adults who need support will make it so much easier because if you actually believe in what you're doing, you know, you're coming to work Mm. wanting to do it. Yeah. I know, and as you said, you know, the beauty of franchising is you can get into a sector where you've got no experience previously. So, you know, whatever you're looking at, you want to have a you've well you've got to have a passion for yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Something exactly. that you enjoy. Absolutely. And there's some great franchises out there but that in sectors I would have no interest in whatsoever. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so I, I, to me it would not be doing what I want. So we'd to recommend do. really thorough research, getting out there, exploring all the different sectors that you can franchise in before you then narrow it down to the brands within those sectors and those yeah. that have the uh, yeah. the values and the support that you're looking for that will sit sit Absolutely. right with you. Yeah. Okay, so um, so I think we, we've come to the conclusion then that while business ownership can obviously be a fantastic vehicle to achieve your ambitions, it certainly doesn't come easy and it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, but the proven model and the systems and the support offered by a good franchise system should give you the confidence to and should make the transition into business ownership much easier. Uh, but obviously, you must give it very careful thought. And, you know, a good franchisor will be very patient and won't push you into a sale and will help you research effectively to make sure that you are making the right decision. Um, certainly, when it comes to right at home, we are more than happy to have any number of conversations along the way. It's not a decision that should be taken lightly. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, that, that very careful recruitment strategy has helped to put us in a very strong position in terms of uh, results within the network, hasn't it? Brilliant. Yes. Okay, right. Well, thank you very much indeed, Lucy and Kent, for your contribution to that. We will uh, be back soon with another podcast edition. That was Focused on Franchising. Thank you for listening. We hope this podcast has got you thinking about how you can achieve your business ambitions. If you would like more information about franchising or have a question about any of the podcast content, then please get in touch through our website, rightathomefranchising.co.uk or you can give catering on 07825 047 344. And don't forget to subscribe to receive future episodes.